Russia launches another broad aerial assault on targets across Ukraine. Malachi Brown Ivan Nechipurenko Mark Santora Michael Schwartz Justin Jones Matthew Mpoke Big Andrew Higgins Video Player Loading KYIV, Ukraine, Russia launched a broad aerial assault at targets across Ukraine on Monday, the second wide-ranging attack in three days, as fighting appeared to intensify ahead of an anticipated Ukrainian counteroffensive. Explosions echoed in the skies above the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, and other parts of the country before dawn as Ukrainian air defenses shot down 15 of 18 Russian cruise missiles, according to the Ukrainian military. The alert in the capital lasted for about three hours until the authorities said that all enemy missiles and drones were destroyed in Kiev airspace. There were no initial reports of civilian casualties in the missile barrage, which came as Ukrainian forces stepped up efforts to target Russian positions and critical military infrastructure ahead of an expected push to recapture lost territory with the support of newly delivered, powerful weapons from Western allies. Hours earlier, Russian strikes in the central Ukrainian city of Pavlograd set off a massive fire that lit up the night sky. Russian pro-war military bloggers, who closely follow the fighting, suggested that the strike targeted Ukrainian air defense systems. At least 34 people, including three children, were injured in the attack, according to Serhiy Lysak, the governor of the Dnipropetrovsk region, which includes Pavlograd. Dozens of buildings, including schools and homes, were damaged, he said. His office released photos of the aftermath that showed widespread wreckage. Both sides have reported escalating attacks in recent days. Russia continued its bombardment of Ukrainian towns and villages along the front line over the weekend while a series of explosions also took place deep behind Russian lines. The flurry of strikes could signal the start of a shift in a conflict that has for months settled into a grinding war of attrition, with tens of thousands of soldiers killed and wounded in heavy fighting across eastern Ukraine but little territory being gained by either side. Across the north, east and south of Ukraine, regional authorities over the course of 24 hours reported Russian artillery, mortar, rocket or drone strikes in 11 regions, killing at least three people and destroying more than 100 residential buildings. Ukrainian officials said that Moscow's forces shelled the Kherson region in southern Ukraine 39 times on Sunday, killing at least one civilian and injuring several others. On Saturday, a blast hit an oil depot in Sevastopol, the home to the Russian Navy's Black Sea Fleet in occupied Crimea. The spokeswoman for Ukraine's Southern Command, Natalia Humeniak, said the depot fire was part of preparations for the broad, full-scale offensive that everyone expects Ukraine to launch soon. The Ukrainian military said on Monday morning that it had launched for strikes on concentrations of enemy troops over the preceding 24 hours, but provided no details. The exiled mayor of Melitopol, Ivan Fedorov, said that residents living near a Russian airfield in the occupied southern city of Berdyansk reported explosions that can be heard in different districts of the city. While Russia continues to try and mount attacks in and around ruined towns and cities of eastern Ukraine, they have moved into defensive positions in the south, according to Ukrainian and Western officials. Britain's defense intelligence agency said on Monday that Russian forces had constructed some of the most extensive systems of military defensive works seen anywhere in the world for many decades not only near the front line but also deep inside areas Russia currently controls. In a Twitter post, the agency said the extensive network highlights Russian leaders' deep concern that Ukraine could achieve a major breakthrough. The State of the War 
a large-scale attack. Russia launched its first widespread aerial assault in more than a month against Ukrainian civilian targets, killing at least 25 people, the deadliest such attack since January. Grain Supplies EU ambassadors agreed to allow Ukraine's grains into the block free of tariffs for another year, the waiver was first enacted last year to support the country during the war. They also granted aid to farmers in EU countries where crop prices have collapsed because of cheaper imports. Taking precautions The United States is wiring Ukraine with sensors that can detect radiation from nuclear weapons or dirty bombs and can confirm the identity of the attacker. The initiative could help verify Moscow's culpability if Russia detonated a radioactive weapon. An explosion derailed a freight train in Russia's Bryansk region on Monday, according to the local governor and the Russian Railways Company, the latest in a spate of apparent attacks to hit the area bordering Ukraine. Photos and videos circulating on social media showed a large fire burning and a train tilted askew, with at least one carriage lying on its side. The authenticity of the images could not be immediately verified. The governor of the Bryansk region, Alexander V. Bogomaz, blamed an unidentified explosive device, saying in a post on the Telegram messaging app that there were no casualties. He did not say who was responsible, but suspicion was likely to fall on Ukrainian resistance fighters. The Russian Railways Company said in a statement that an intrusion by unauthorized individuals derailed the train, which set the locomotive on fire. The incident blocked traffic on the rail line, the statement said. Rybar, an influential pro-war Russian military blog that posted one of the videos, said on the Telegram messaging app that seven train cars carrying oil products and lumber were lying on their side. The blast came a day after Mr. Bogomaz said, four people in the region were killed by Ukrainian shelling from across the border. Russia has used territories close to Ukraine, including the Bryansk region, along Ukraine's northern border, to stage assaults, fire rockets, launch air assaults and mount other attacks throughout the 14-month-old war. The Ukrainian government has expressed growing concern that Moscow is using the Bryansk region to launch drone assaults. Officials in Kiev have said they reserve the right to strike targets within Russia that they claim were used to attack Ukrainian towns and cities, but have promised not to use weapons supplied by Western allies for such assaults, since allies fear Moscow could view that as a provocation. In March, Ukrainian special forces said that they had destroyed an unmanned observation tower in Russia's Bryansk region using a drone strike, a rare public acknowledgement of a cross-border attack that underscored Kiev's increasing willingness to directly strike Russian territory. That came days after a brief, armed incursion into a village in Bryansk by partisans claiming to fight for Ukraine, a rare raid inside Russia that prompted President Vladimir V. Putin to cancel a trip and convene an emergency meeting of his Security Council. KYIV, Ukraine, Ukraine's Human Rights Commissioner urged Ukrainians living under Russian occupation to get Russian passports for their own safety, calling it a matter of survival. The comments by the commissioner, Dmitry Libanets, came after President Vladimir V. Putin of Russia signed an edict last week stating that all Ukrainians living in occupied territory who refuse Russian passports could be relocated from their homes, the latest sign of the Kremlin's commitment to Russify and punish dissent in areas of Ukraine under Russian control.
the decree signed, on Thursday states that residents in the four occupied Ukrainian regions that Moscow claims to have annexed last year who have not pledged allegiance to the Russian Federation are now considered foreigners whose legal residency in those regions will expire in July 2024. They could be forcibly moved if deemed a security threat, according to the decree, which does not specify to where. I think that all citizens of Ukraine who refuse a Russian passport will simply be arrested, Mr. Libanitz, Ukraine's Commissioner for Human Rights, said on national television Sunday night. And this will be a separate category of civilian hostages whom the Russian Federation will hold captive. He urged people to comply with the orders. I would advise you to take a Russian passport, still make the decision to survive for yourself. It is most important, he said. We understand that this happens under pressure, physical pressure. Therefore, take a passport, survive, wait until we liberate this territory. Mikhailo Podolyak, an advisor to Ukraine's president, called the decree an obvious manifestation of the genocidal nature of the war that could potentially deprive thousands of people of their homes. In comments to lawmakers in St. Petersburg on Friday, Mr. Putin made it clear that he regards the occupied territories as part of Russia, sticking to the same, nationalist rhetoric that he has used to justify the war. These are our historical lands, and these people are our natives, he said. Many of you have been there. How do they differ from other parts and other parts of our nation? They aren't. They belong to our nation. In a thicket of trees between two vast farm fields, a plywood trapdoor built into the forest floor opened to reveal stairs leading underground. Inside was a subterranean bunker, cut into the black earth, where Ukrainian troops from a mortar unit awaited coordinates for their next target. The men squeezed past one another down a shoulder-width dirt corridor lit with LED strips, staring at tablet computers showing a live drone feed of the terrain outside. Blast waves from artillery shells and rockets shook the bunker, and a radio crackled with a warning of incoming Russian helicopters. But the soldiers were focused on their screens, specifically on a line of Russian troops and heavy equipment dug in a short distance away and marked with red plus signs. The guys dug all this by hand, and they want to fight, they want to shoot, said the unit commander, a 32-year-old with a braided ponytail who uses the call sign Schuler. We just want to kick them off our land, that's it. For the soldiers of the 110th Territorial Defense Brigade, to which the mortar unit is attached, this is a critical moment in the war. With fighting in the eastern Donbass region settling into a bloody stalemate, their patch of the Zaporizhia region of southeastern Ukraine could prove to be the next big theater, a focal point of a long-awaited counteroffensive. Ukraine is under pressure to show some measure of success in bolstering morale for soldiers and civilians, shoring up Western support and reclaiming stolen territory. Video Player Loading Russia faces growing calls to release Evan Gershkovich, a Wall Street Journal reporter who has been jailed for over a month on espionage charges that the United States considers bogus. President Biden used his speech at the White House Correspondents' Association dinner on Saturday in Washington to denounce Mr. Gershkovich's detention, which the United States has declared wrongful, and to stress the importance of press freedom. 
Mr. Gershkovich's case is also expected to be a focus this week when the United Nations celebrates World Press Freedom Day, beginning with a program at the UN General Assembly Hall on Tuesday that will include addresses from A.G. Sulzberger, the publisher of The New York Times, and Almar Latour, the publisher of The Wall Street Journal. The two men and their top editors joined their counterparts at a third major American newspaper to jointly voice support for Mr. Gershkovich in a full-page ad in their print editions last week. The ad, published in the journal, The Times and The Washington Post on Thursday, said Mr. Gershkovich's arrest is the latest in a disturbing trend where journalists are harassed, arrested or worse for reporting the news. Reporting is not a crime, the ad said. Additionally, the National Press Club will host a letter-writing campaign for Mr. Gershkovich on Wednesday. Here are other news developments we are watching this week. A focus on China President Biden is scheduled to meet with the President of the Philippines, Ferdinandi Marcos Jr., at the White House on Monday. The visit comes at a time when the two allies are strengthening ties as concern over a rising China builds. Xi Jinping, China's leader and a close ally of President Vladimir V. Putin of Russia, spoke to President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine on the phone for an hour last week. Black Sea Grain Deal The future of the grain deal that has allowed Ukraine to export millions of tons of grain from its Black Sea ports, despite Russia's control of the waterways, remains uncertain. Russia has threatened to not extend the agreement after it expires on May 18. The Russian deputy foreign minister, Sergei Vershinin, said on Saturday that Moscow had not seen any progress toward meeting its demands, according to TASS, a Russian state news agency. Leaked Documents Case A magistrate judge in Worcester, Massachusetts, did not rule last week on whether to release Jack Teixeira, the 21-year-old Air National Guardsman, to his parents before his trial. Airman Teixeira is accused of releasing classified documents, many related to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The judge, David. H. Hennessy said he needed more time to consider a motion to detain Airman Teixeira indefinitely pending his trial and a request by the Airman's court-appointed lawyers that he be released to his parents' custody on $20,000 bond. Judge Hennessy did not say when he might issue a ruling. A Russian rocket attack on an apartment block in the central Ukrainian city of Yumen last week killed at least 23 people, making it one of the most deadly incidents for civilians in Ukraine this year. It is considered a war crime to deliberately or recklessly attack civilian populations. In all, at least 8,574 civilians have been killed since Russia invaded in February 2022 and 14,441 have been injured, according to the latest data from the United Nations, which warns that the true figures are most likely far greater. For its part, Moscow denies that it has targeted civilians, despite evidence to the contrary. Here are some of the other deadliest strikes against civilians since Russia launched its full-scale invasion. Kharkiv Few places in Ukraine were hit harder in the early weeks of Russia's invasion than Kharkiv, the country's second-largest city after the capital. Local authorities said in mid-March of 2022 that at least 500 civilians had been killed in Russian rocket and missile attacks on apartment blocks and public buildings. That month was the deadliest of the war for civilians, according to United Nations data.
Mariupol. A Russian airstrike destroyed a theater in the southern Ukrainian city of Mariupol on March 16, 2022. The word children had been written in large white lettering outside to show that civilians were sheltering in the building. Amnesty International said in a report that at least a dozen people were killed and likely many more. Survivors told a reporter from the New York Times that between 60 and 200 people had been killed. The attack took place during a siege of the city, which fell to Russian forces in May. The UN's top human rights official said that Mariupol was probably the deadliest place in Ukraine in the war's first three months. Kramatorsk More than 50 civilians died when Russian forces shelled a train station in the eastern Ukrainian city of Kramatorsk, in Donetsk province, on April 8. The civilians, including women and children, were fleeing fighting in the province. The attack heralded the start of Russia's campaign to seize the whole of the Donbass region. Kremenchuk A Russian missile strike on June 27 on a shopping mall in the industrial city of Kremenchuk, located in Ukraine's central Poltava region, killed 20 people and wounded 59 others, a senior government official said. Chase of Yar A Russian strike on an apartment complex in Chase of Yar, a small city in Donetsk province, on July 9, killed at least 43 people, according to local emergency services. Ukrainian authorities said that Russian forces had used multiple rocket launchers in the attack. Venetia Russian cruise missiles hit a shopping center, a dance studio and a wedding hall in Venetia, a city in central Ukraine, hundreds of miles from the front line, on July 14. At least 23 people were killed, including a four-year-old girl with Down syndrome. Zaporizhia Russian missiles struck a convoy of vehicles carrying people fleeing fighting in the Zaporizhia region, southern Ukraine, on September 30, killing at least 30 people and wounding 88 others. Dnipro A heavy-duty missile built to sink ships exploded in a dense Ukrainian cityscape of homes and shops on January 15, devastating a nine-story residential building. The strike killed 46 people, including six children. Sloviansk. A Russian missile attack on a residential neighborhood in the eastern Ukrainian city of Sloviansk on April 14 killed at least 13 people, including a two-year-old boy. Born Solonowo, Poland, set in a thick forest, ringed by limpid lakes and free of violent crime, the town of Born Solonowo in northwestern Poland has undeniable bucolic charm, except for the ghosts on every eerily quiet street of the Nazi and then Soviet soldiers who built it. Governed for the past three decades by Poland, the town was controlled by and part of Germany before World War II, seized by the Red Army in 1945, and occupied by Moscow's forces until 1992. For a time, it embraced its dark side, eager to attract visitors and money to a forlorn and formerly forbidden zone so secret it did not appear on maps. A Polish businessman opened the Russia Hotel, decorating it with photographs of himself and a friend dressed in Russian military uniforms and with communist-era banners embroidered with images of Lenin. His other ventures in the town included a cafe named after Rasputin and Boozy, Russia-themed corporate events. Russia's full-scale of invasion of Ukraine stopped all that. Kitsch became offensively creepy. 
Nobody wants to be reminded of Russia these days, said Monika Konieksnapilzek, the manager of the Russia Hotel and daughter of its founder.